where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda. It's been about a couple of weeks since I've been in the studio. Been vacationing once again, but I think that might be the last trip for a minute. Went to Mexico, had a wonderful time, and, you know, of course, Carly, you know I got a story to tell, right? Oh, family, our plane was struck by lightning on our way to Mexico. I'm just grateful to be here with you all because this could be a really different show today. So I'm grateful to be here in the house once again doing what I love to do. It has been quite a week in the world, and I hope that you are taking good care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's reading, whether it's hiking, taking a spa day, spending time with friends and family, whatever it is, limiting your time on social media. Those are just some recommendations of taking care of you. Like I said, there's a lot of things going on in the world and you want to make sure that self-care is a priority for you, Uh, especially for us as women, as moms, as, as, you know, heads of families, whatever that looks like for you, whatever your role is, um, it's important for you to take that self-care time. So I want to make sure that I remind you to take time for yourself especially, uh, you know, like I said, there's just so much going on in the world and we need to make sure that we have a balance. Another thing that helps keep me, uh, you know, like, so I talked about, you know, limiting your time on social media, hiking, day spa, whatever that is for you. Another thing that helps me keep my world operating smooth, excuse me, smoothly is when my home is clean and organized. Now, if you are a longtime listener of Full Circle, you know or you may recall that back in 2019, when I, with the help of today's guest, decluttered and organized an apartment. At that time, I was in an apartment. We had, we yielded, check this out, family, seven bags of clothes, shoes, and other items. It felt so good to be able to have a home where I could locate things. Now, I had been in a three-bedroom, two-bath townhome, downsized to a 900-square-foot apart, one-bedroom apartment in Midtown. So, you know, organization was of the utmost importance. And so I sought the help of today's guest who helped me get my life together and family. It is well, it was better at that time. And then I moved. <laughs> then I lost my way a little bit. Then COVID happened. Then I started shopping online. And now, you know, I'm going to need Carly's assistance again. But it's so good because, you know, I can start over again because I know what the end result is going to be. I know what it feels like to have this home. And don't get me wrong. My ha- my house does not look like hoarders or anything like that. But I don't know if you're like me where I have a lot of sentimental items that I want to hang on to. My father passed away in 2013. I have some of his things that I have and some things from when my son was a child. And, you know, I have all the kindergarten papers and, and pictures and all those things. And it's time to kind of get myself organized 
organized and together. So just like I am embarking on a new decluttering journey in my new home, you can do the same. And just as today's guest helped me, she can help you too. So when we come back from the break, we will welcome my good friend, friend to the show, Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival and the person who is going to help you get on the path to a clutter-free home in no time. So keep it right here, family. Grab your pen, grab your paper, grab your tablet, whatever you need to grab, your friends, your family. And if you're here in Sacramento or wherever you are in the world, call your friends and family. Tell them to tune into this show, kdeefm.org, if they're not here in town. Because this is a show, you know, we're going back into the fall. We are going back into starting to be in a somewhat normal position. And even not even that, just the fact that I don't know, like I said, if you have COVID clutter, like I have some COVID clutter, this is where we start. So keep it right here, family. We'll be right back after this quick break with Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival, who is going to help us get our lives. Keep it right here, fam. We'll be right back. Empowerment through conversation that starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She is Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. We are back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. It's Full Circle. I'm excited about today's show because... I told you, I need to get my life. I always need to get my life when it comes to organizing my home. And if you're like me, um, you know, today's show is for you. I want to just give a shout out to our friends at Chandler and Company, always supporting. Make sure you support them if you are looking for a fly hat or custom made um, jewelry in the terms of bracelets, necklaces, things like that. Make sure you check out Chandler and Company. They are friends to the show, always supporting. Thank you so much for listening today. Carly Adams is here, family. Carly is here, and we are talking all about Tidy Revival. Good morning, Carly. Good morning, Ms. Wanda. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for being here. I enjoy having you on the show because... I feel that it's important for us to, um, you know, continue to help people to grow in terms of organizing their space. Because there's nothing worse than having a space that doesn't feel like, you know, when your space is not organized. I don't know about anybody else. I'm just going to speak for myself. I feel out of control and Mm -hmm. out of control makes it just spirals a whole bunch of other emotions. 100%. And there's been studies done that link cortisol levels to um, the clutter in your home. Uh, extensive studies that have been done. So it's not just you. If you feel like the clutter is stressing you out, that's science. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Good, good. Well, I'm glad that I'm not alone. So let me tell you, family, Carly Adams is the owner of Tidy Revival. She has a passion for helping women with too much stuff create clutter-free homes so they have time for the people and things that they love. I am. How old is Tidy Revival now? Oh, my gosh. This fall, we're going to be four. Oh, wow. Yeah, in November. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Four years of helping people get their life. You're going to hear me say that over and over again. So I'm like, get your life, (laughs) get your house together. You know, you're not alone. But what drives your passion for organization and for doing this work? Um, I know no one can see at home. I'm just, I have a big (laughs) smile on my face. She does. (laughs) (laughs) This is really what I love to do. And especially in the last year, 
um, with everything with COVID, you know, I really had to take a good hard look and say, do I want to continue on? Mm -hmm. um, and do I want to try and make this work or do I want to just let go and, and get a job basically? Right, right. Um, so it was a lot of soul searching. This is truly what I love. And the reason is because I used to be a 100% disorganized person in every area of my home from having way too much stuff, no systems, tons of clutter around me, time management, um, financially, mm -hmm. everything was just really disorganized. I had a ton of stress, I had a ton of anxiety. I mean, I, I was getting anxious when something came in the mail because like, I, I didn't know, you know if it was like from a credit card company yeah. or my bank. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. This could say anything. Mm -hmm. And um, there was just so much stress and then constantly not being able to find things. Um, you know, buying things because you can't find something, realizing, finding later that you have six of that item yeah. and just feeling like I wasn't on top of things. Um, when I was able to work through that, come out the other side and realize all these like little baby steps that I put in place ended up really helping me in a holistic, like every day way. Mm -hmm. It just, it brought me so much peace that now I want to help other people do that too, but I want to give you all the shortcuts. Like, <laughs> don't do all the things that right, I did that like, didn't work. I learned work. the hard way. Now yes. I'm giving you the other stuff. <laughs> so you can learn the easy way. Right? <laughs> so yeah, so that's what drives me. I really do, like, this is my passion. I love it so much. I am so happy. Yeah, you absolutely light up when you talk about the work. And it's really, I mean, it just shows, again, your passion just shines through. Now, when we worked together back in 2019, you actually came to my home. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a couple of things I want to I mention for sure. First of all, you were very gentle with me. Oh. Which I appreciated because, you know, again, family, I'm really just, it's me and Carly. Like, if you resonate with this, I'm glad. <laughs> but, you know, like for me, again, and you'll hear me say this a lot, for me, um, I had a lot of things that I was holding on to. Um, some of them, like I mentioned earlier, were sem sentimental. Others were just like, oh, I don't want to throw that away because I wore that when I met, you know, my boo or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. You know, and you were very gentle in asking me some questions that helped me think about that I use to this day. Um, think about letting go of those things. And one of the most important things you said to me was around some of the things I had of my dad's. And you said, letting go of that doesn't let go of the memory of your dad. That was an entire mic drop right there. But that even to this day, I remind myself when I'm letting go of something, it doesn't, It, it there's no um, how do I say this? Not attachment. There's no, you know, it doesn't negate from the moments that I had in that particular dress or whatever it is in that trinket or whatever it is. And that it's okay to let that go to another home, right? Mm -hmm. To By donating it or whatever. And it doesn't negate anything that I experienced when I had, when this thing was mine, right? Yeah. And so that was one of the things that I appreciated that you were very gentle with me in asking me some of those things that helped me to clear because the clutter, and I think you would agree, is also... Uh, you know, it's an emotional thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you just talked about the studies, talked about, you know, when we let go of things, we that our cortisol or what was it that you said? Um, basically, the studies show that 
that having clutter raises your cortisol okay. levels. Yeah, so having less would reduce would them. Would reduce <laughs> it, yeah. And so it just makes you feel better all around. And I just was grateful for that. The other thing I was going to say was that you did, we did our sessions in person. Yeah. And with COVID, how were you able to pivot working from, you know, going to people's homes in 2019 and and you were here, we talked about this in our pre-show conversation is you were here at the end of 2019 mm-hmm. and we were all, yes, 2020 is going to be amazing. It's going to be year great. Ever. <laughs> We were pumped. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden it just went like <laughs> So, you know, how were you able to pivot? And and that's kind of a two-part question because there's the business part, but then there's also some emotional tie to it. So, I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah. Um, well, First of all, I feel very fortunate that I'm in some networking groups for organizers. I'm in one locally, um, and we're definitely, you know, community over competition and trying to touch base with each other. Um, I'm also in one that's more national slash international. Um, so it was really, and also if anyone is wanting to know about more about being an organizer and wants to connect with me a quest- with questions about those groups, I'm happy to share. Just DM me on Instagram at Tidy Revival. Um, but I was felt very fortunate that I had those groups to touch base with and lean on because we were all comparing notes because this is a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. So something that was interesting is that a lot of people, um, depending on where people lived, depending on their comfort levels, people took a really different approach. And something about the community is that we all needed to um, really come at it from like a non-judgmental way and just say, okay, everyone's going to do kind of their own thing and I need to do what's right for me and my family and it is X, Y, Z. Um, so in my family, we have folks who um, are immunocompromised or more immunocompromised um, or high risk. Uh, we also, my sister was pregnant when COVID started. I have two separate family members who are first responders. And so we had to make decisions based on everyone else's exposure and limiting it within our family and just had to make these choices. So for me, I decided to shut down in person completely. Um, I did do a small stint when things started opening back up a little bit. I Mm want to say it was like last May, you know, and then they shut down again. Mm -hmm. I went back in home for like three sessions and then back down. I was like, okay, we're done. Um, until after the vaccinations rolled out this spring. So it was like a year plus. Um, And during that time, um, you know, I just had to, I had to figure out a new way and make some decisions about like, okay, do I want to be concentrating on my business model as it's always been? Or do I want to think about things in a way that can promote long-term, larger growth, even if it means that this year I'm kind of taking a hit financially, spending more time on like preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. So decided to do the second one. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was definitely a period of, it was a lot of growth, a lot of quote unquote professional development and reinvestment into, um, into my business. I launched a workshop series online. It's like an on-demand workshop series with like tips for different rooms. And 
that came first. Um, and it was based off of a series that I had done with a local um, small business and had prevent, presented workshops live. And then I basically took that, um, made some tweaks with the content, and then just relaunched it as an on-demand um, series that people can buy on my website anytime. But the biggest thing is that I launched the course community. And I just have to say for anyone else who's like thinking about going into this, I... I had thought that it would be cool to think about doing virtual sessions, to think about doing an mm -hmm. online community. In my mind at the time, I was like, maybe like towards the end of 2021 is when I could start thinking about that. Yeah. And it took all these like, maybe what if plans and just shove them <laughs> way closer. So I was like, all right, I guess the time is now. Um, but I was starting from scratch. I didn't know how to build any of that. So I was taking courses on how to structure things, on the best way to go about it, on how to create all of it, on the tech behind it, like mm -hmm. everything. So it was just a big year of reinvesting of education on my end. But Ultimately, I'm really excited because now I'm like growing this online community too. Yeah. You mentioned that you had to make the decision to shut down business, right? When the pandemic really started to like now, okay, this is a real thing now. Mm -hmm. It's not just the couple of weeks that we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And you made that decision. Emotionally, what did that, What be, because change always brings about kind of like, the stages of grief, right? Uh -huh. We go into denial and all of the things. What was that for you to finally have to realize? I, I have to, I have to shut down. I can't go into people's homes because we don't know enough. And at that time, we really didn't know enough about COVID. So emotionally, what did you go through in that time? That was hard. Um, do you remember the the period when we thought it was going to be the two-week shutdown? Yeah, uh -huh. um, and a lot of people were doing things online. I remember doing a series then on Instagram that was like, you know, like little projects you could do around your house. And half of it was really for me to be like, okay, let's take my mind off this. Let's put yeah. something out there. You know, you can follow along if you, if you want, but we'll do like these little projects. And then when it started to go beyond that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is like... A whole thing. So right? <laughs> it was, yeah, there's definitely a period of mourning. Um, the thing that was really hard is, you know, I started offering virtual sessions pretty quick, but um, it had been something that I had thought about and I had done a couple with people who were maybe like friends and family um, who lived in other parts of the country and didn't necessarily want to, you know, travel to connect for it. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, 99% of my business was in person. And 99% of my clients, it wasn't just me coming in and doing things for them. It was like us working side by side and making yeah. those decisions. And I've really um, also realized that my passion really does lie with like the decluttering clients versus more beautification based projects, mm -hmm. uh, which are fun, don't get me wrong, but like helping people learn to declutter and make those decisions. That's that's really my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's make some decisions. Let's make sure that like everything that I'm doing focuses on getting the message to that particular client. And for a lot of clients who are really especially interested in the hand-holding aspect, I wasn't necessarily what they were looking for because they, even during COVID, did want somebody in home with them. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I did a lot of referrals last year. If yeah. people really wanted in-home, I had other folks that I could refer them to. But I also learned how to work with some with clients virtually because for some people it was still there was still so much that we could do mm-hmm. virtually and there were so many ways that I can get the message across and walk them through the decision making, set goals, be their accountability partner and make it happen. And sure, I'm not taking away the donations and I'm not physically making the changes, but I've been working with enough clients, I've been in enough homes, I've been working with enough product that if you and I are working together and we're walking through the decluttering, then if we're setting up a system, it's as simple as you sending me pictures and measurements mm-hmm. and I'll send you instructions on exactly what to buy, the links, how to implement it, what's gonna go where, and like I can map it out for you. Yeah. Um, or I can help you prepare for your move and take this giant hundred item to-do list that's in your head, let's get it on you know on paper, let's work through it together, let's set goals, let's keep you accountable, let's get you moved to your new house. Um, I had a few moving clients that have been virtual. Um, and it's really, it's 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 great. It's a great process. But um, yeah, Sorry, that scary. went on kind of a t- tangent. But no, no, <laughs> was, you're fine. You're fine. Was, I was just going to say it was scary. Like, okay, so for me, I, you know, I bought my house in right at the start of the pandemic. And I was holding out. I'm like, three weeks and this pandemic's over and I could call Carly and she could come over and then it was like okay it's been a month it's been two months it's been then finally I called you and we did do a virtual session and I was nervous because I didn't think it was going to be as good but it was just you know without us being there together walking through the stuff you still did equip me with the tools you know we did the virtual session you equipped me with the tools to be able to feel confident to still make those changes and they they I've done quite a few of them but I was nervous about the virtual you know I I expressed that to you like I don't think it's going to be as good but it actually was as good which I'm saying that family too because if you have people that are outside of the Sacramento area that may want to utilize Carly's services that those virtual sessions are just and she is great at what she does like she's like oh you need this and you did this and I'm going to send you this picture and send me the measurements and I'm going to send you these things and it just worked so well thank you yeah it was really good yeah thank you i i will say i'm i'm glad that i'd been in business for a while before covid just selfishly because i think it would have been a lot harder had i not been in home 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 in person to like be able to compare a ton of different kinds of scenarios yeah um, and have the experience both in different spaces with different types of client needs and then have like in the back of your mind products that work really well yeah um if you're just getting started when COVID hit as an organizer it's rough it's rough I'm not gonna lie (laughs) I could imagine you know because you're just getting started and you're so excited about getting into that person the one-on-one space and then it turned and turned into something different so now there's like you mentioned not only having to create virtual programs but also learn the technology that goes behind having to create these programs as well. It's not just videotaping and that, but there's other systems that you have to put in place as well. Yeah, Yeah. and because, um, and I will say for other, you know, small business owners, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but a a big goal of mine in 2019, ironically, was building up my business savings. (laughs) And I'm very grateful for past me for making that decision because that 
is what kept me afloat in 2020. Wow. Um, but because it was a lot of reinvesting, there wasn't necessarily a ton of budget for outsourcing. Yeah. So it was a lot of learning. Yeah. And um, if anyone has known me for a long time, I'm not considered in my circles the most tech-savvy person. So to be someone now who's like setting up technological systems and like running, you know, like webinars or online events and um, running the back end of my student portal and all of these things, sometimes I'm like kind of giving myself like a high five, like you did it. Yeah. And you were the one who resisted the iPhone. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Until like 2011. <laughs> Look, me too. <laughs> Well, I didn't get mine until 2016, so yeah, this is even further than you. But, you know, again, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Like when you need to get something done and you don't have the budget to outsource, you learn how to do it and you keep it moving. If that's something you really want to do. Yeah. You know, we're going to come back. We're going to take a break, family. More with Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival. We're going to talk about how she can help you declutter your life and our partnership. So the new free online class that we're going to be offering next Sunday. You want to keep it right here for more details. It's Full Circle Family. We'll be right back after this. If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. And we are back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. If you're just joining us, I'm having a conversation with Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival, professional organizer extraordinaire is what I like to call her also. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> she will help you declutter your home, get organized, get ready for the fall. I know for me, fall is always a good time for transition to, to put some new things in place. And so, um, you know, for me, I'm, I feel like I'm in a constant state of <laughs> decluttering and cleaning. <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one family, but no. I, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about Carly. Yeah. So for me, I don't know where to start. Like, you know, I don't know what to keep and what to throw. Well, let me go back because I got to start first. And I tend to be a procrastinator or um, I want to give a shout out to Tammy Hackbarth, who you said she she said delayed decision. Yes. Oh, I totally love that. I love that makes me feel better than saying procrastinate. I know. So it sounds good. When I make these <laughs> delayed decisions, right, when I decide that I don't want to do something right then, I put it off and put it off. How do, what kind of things can I do to motivate myself to get started? Okay. This is more of a motivation trick to keep going, but also to get started. One big thing you can do is to infuse your day with motivational, um, you know, content essentially. Mm -hmm. So listening to podcasts or turning on like a Netflix show or tuning into different Instagram accounts that are about the thing that you want to do. Okay. So whatever it is, if you were wanting to like exercise and eat healthy, like you would do that same thing and make sure that you're tuning into different things that keep you on that path. So the same is true for organizing and there's a ton of different, um, you know, blogs and different books you can read, all sorts of things that can just have little a little infusion in your day of things that keep you motivated and keep you on track. So that's one thing. Okay. Um, if you are 
looking to get started, but you're not really sure where to begin, because a lot of people are like, okay, honestly, I can name like 16 different places in my house. Um, in the class that we're gonna have, I definitely talk a little bit more about making that action plan, but having a plan is what's gonna keep you focused on one space at a time versus getting sidetracked in a bunch of little spaces. Because what happens um, is that maybe you get started in one space, but as you're decluttering, you start, you know, say you're starting in your bathroom and then you find things that belong in your kitchen, your bedroom. Um, so then you go put it away, but then you're like, oh, okay, well, this isn't organized easy. So then you start working a little bit in there. So now you've done a little bit in a bunch of different spaces and you're not seeing the traction that you would have wanted to see, which makes you feel like, you know, and I'm doing air quotes here, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm not making the headway that I want to. And it's not that you're not making headway, it's just a little bit in these different spaces. So what I suggest to people is have this action plan. Again, we'll go into details on making that, but it's really about focusing in one space at a time. And if you're finding things along the way, just put them in that other space. <laughs> if it's not organized, don't worry about it. You'll get there. But making that headway in one space, staying focused in there is going to help you get that win under your belt, which is gonna help you reframe that and be like, I do have this. And you're also going to want to declutter first before you create any systems so that you know what you're working with and you can make it as simple as possible. And I have another tip. Again, some of this is stuff we're gonna talk about next week too. But if you are thinking, I have 20 different spaces, I don't even know where to start. What I suggest is that people pick a space that they see every day, something that's bugging them every single day that would make a big impact in them um, on their life. Bonus points if it's in a space that's not very emotional. So I wouldn't start with your photo collection. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't start with all your sentimental items. I would start with bathroom products, you know, okay. bathroom is great, especially for women, for busy parents, because that's a space that you're getting ready in every single day. So if you can have more organization in that place, more peaceful, then you're starting your day with that place. The bedroom is another great place to start. Um, closets, you know, like the, the main closet in your home is fantastic, but specifically some space that's yours. If you're a busy parent, I wouldn't necessarily recommend starting in like your kid's playroom. Not that we don't want to work in there, but if you're able to get a space that's all for you under your belt first, that's going to make you feel great versus putting the family first, you know, for every single thing. And it's not that that's not a great thing, but this is like, let's take some time for you. Yeah and make something special happen for you first, and that's gonna make, motivate you to keep going. Yeah, Kind of like a put on your oxygen mask first situation. You know, I, I snickered a little bit because I feel like I have, I've coined this phrase for myself, cleaning ADHD. When you talked about going to the different rooms, like I'll be cleaning a room and then I'll go, oh, okay, I need to put that in the kitchen. And then for some reason I get in the kitchen, then I start doing cabinets uh -huh. and then I totally forgot about the project in the bathroom and yep. then I go somewhere else and or I I'm walking to another room and then I see something while I'm still doing the other two projects and start a third. But that also leads to a lot of overwhelm for me. And now everything is out and I'm overwhelmed because I'm like, now, you know, what do I do? Yeah. You know? And so, they're all 20 percent done. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right yeah. And so that's really common. Uh -huh. Just so you know. Oh, good. Yeah. Again, I don't feel alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you are, you're not alone. It's super common. And that's why I mentioned in the class, because it's something that happens 
all the time. Okay, good. Now, the other thing that, now, the next thing I was going to ask was what I had alluded to first is, now, I don't know what to keep versus what to throw away. Now, I mentioned earlier, like, I've got this bin, like, my son's 30 years old, right? But I still have a lot of his kindergarten papers and pictures and all. I mean, I have a whole bin of stuff, which I I don't think I should be telling you because I think you told me to get rid of it. But no. <laughs> For everyone at home, I just want to reiterate, my job is to ask questions to help you make those decisions for yourself. I promise you, I do not come over and just say, get rid of yeah, it. I she promise does, you. She doesn't do that. Though. She doesn't do that. I'm just, I just I'm, have to say that. I'm just trying caveat. to be humorous here. But, um, but I do have this bin of stuff of kindergarten. And I don't even know when's the last time I looked in the bin. But I know yeah. there's kindergarten, birthday cards, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what to keep and what to throw. Like... You know, I know I talked earlier about atta- detaching the sentiment from the item, mm-hmm. but still some of the things. So that may be some more sentimental, but also like as a new homeowner, I have all of this communication from, you know, all paying all of the things when it came to purchasing my home. And even in that, um, I don't know what to keep and what to throw away. Mm hmm. How would I even deduce? Like, is there any rules or anything around that? Yes. And I'm going to break those into two sections. So starting with the sentimental items, um, I will say I'm not mad at sentimental items. Mm -hmm. And the amount that you keep is going to be different per person and per situation. Um, A lot of parents of adults there becomes a point in their child's life, maybe when they move to a larger place or they buy a house or something, where I find oftentimes parents are like, okay, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) I already know my son would dump everything in the garbage. I know he'd be like, "Uh," you know, he's not not a keeper of, he's a minimalist in every sense of the word. You're like, that's what he's not getting at. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? And if you want to have a box of memories from when your son was a child and a baby, I mean, you're a parent. It's not, it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing situation. So don't feel like just because he... I mean, almost especially since he's like, you know, moved out and mm-hmm. grown. He's in this different phase of life. I'm not mad at having sentimental items that remind you of of that time. Um, if you had, you know, 16 boxes and it was impeding on your life and you were stressed out and you didn't have room to store it, then let's talk, mm-hmm. you know. But it's about finding that balance and what's right for you. Um, I, you know, work with people all the time where maybe they have had many boxes of sentimental items and we've there's two scenarios one will be like we need to go through this we know that we don't want to keep everything and they're kind of in that decluttering mindset so even though they've had something for 20 30 40 years 50 maybe even 60 years Mm -hmm. they're you know going through item by item and deciding what they're ready to part with and what they still want to keep with and then we end up reducing it by even let's say 50 Mm percent but that's still 50% and a really big deal. Yeah. Um, or there's, you, you know, the, I don't know, there's just, just a lot of different situations with, uh, with sentimental items. Getting back into the paper end of things, um, my official answer for a lot of paperwork questions with regards to like how long to keep certain things, especially when it gets into uh, home ownership docs and 
tax docs? Mm -hmm. My official answer is to ask your CPA because legally that needs to be my answer. Um, There are a lot of docs, I will say, at home that I don't worry about keeping copies of. So for instance, like um, investment account statements, things that I know I can find online Mm. um, very easily and they're gonna have all the same documentation I don't worry about keeping paper copies of that. Like my bank statement, that's all electronic now. Um, any sort of medical communication that I know is is also going to be on file somewhere. I don't worry about it unless there's some sort of billing dispute. <laughs> yeah. Then keep that. And um, I know I have one from a few years ago and I'm like, I'm still holding on to it because I just know. You don't know when it's going to pop back it's up. It's going to pop back up. <laughs> If it pops up, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. But if everything's smooth, I mean, that's not stuff that I worry about. Again, officially ask your CPA. Um, but there may be things like um, car documents, you know, having supplemental documentation of when you're getting your car serviced and things. Those are things that you may want to hold on to until you sell your car mm-hmm. and you're handing it over to the new owner. Um, sure, a lot of it would show up on like your your car carfax report yeah um but just in case if you wanted to show proof that you did your due diligence with servicing and repairs and that sort of thing that's good to have um any sort of repairs for a home that you own like if you're doing like we had to get new new insulation so mm-hmm. when i want to keep the documentation for yeah. new insulation any repairs so that you can show the value that you've put into your home while you own it so even if your home is You've been there for 20, 30 years. Keep doing that until you sell it. Um, I don't know the rules for like, say you refinance that past mortgage. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a good question for Maybe like your CPA. realtor or your CPA <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then specifically with tax documents, I'll just defer all questions, um, even unofficially <laughs> to CPAs for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they'll be the best person to connect with. But there are some things that you're going to want to keep just in case, because the IRS is, you know, one organization that you do not want to mess with or not have your documentation um, in a row if you need it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say there are a couple of things that help me at home kind of stay on top of those paper piles and like getting things out. Um, One is with you know, docs that come in throughout the year that I know I'll probably need for next year's taxes. Mm. I just always have a file and it's labeled current year taxes. So whatever's happening currently, I throw it in that file. And then once we process our taxes, then it gets in a different file labeled that year and plop back in the file cabinet. But for current year, I just plop things in. And then when tax year, tax time comes around, I can pull out that file and say, okay, is there anything I'm missing or is this pretty much it? And between that and a digital um, folder, if anything comes through email, I throw that in a taxes folder too. Mm -hmm. And so I just open those two things and pretty much I usually have everything that I need and it's ready to go and I don't have to search for it during tax time, which is, I'm not gonna lie to you, very helpful because I've done it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've gone through like a giant box of old mail and been like, where the heck is all my tax stuff? And so having done it both ways, I can tell you this will save you a lot of time during tax time. Um, and really getting like a big thing is just letting go of that junk mail the second it comes through the door. If you know it's junk and it can just be recycled, just throw it in the recycler. If you know it can be shredded, throw it into, um, I usually suggest people have like a shred 
bin or some sort of bag. If you don't own a shredder, that's fine. You can do shredding services at like Office Max, Office uh, Depot for 99 cents a pound for drop off. Mm -hmm. So you just give them a box, they weigh it, they charge you, they'll take care of the shredding. Um, so it's really economical. You don't have to go all the time, but if you just throw that shredding in one spot, and when the box is full, take it, you're good to go. That can be um, really helpful for people too. That's one of the things I do. And, and I have learned that I do do that. I have a shred bin and uh, it gets shredded every other month. It probably takes me that long to get to fill it up. And as soon as mail comes in, I'm like, oh, that goes in the shred, that goes in the shred. Like it's that made that process has been quite easy for me is to get rid of all of that junk mail that comes and just quickly just dispose of it. That way it's not piling up on the counter mm -hmm. and all of those things. The other things is all of those doggone um coupons and things. I don't know what well, in my part of town I mean it seems like every day we are getting either some Papa Murphy's coupon you know like we're just getting coupons in the mail every couple of days and ads yeah. and all of those things and they those go I have a recycle bin I bought a little recycle bin right next in it's right next to my door there and I just throw that paper stuff that can go in our big recycle and it just that goes there um, and then the shred stuff just really quickly so that's one thing that I have maintained and, and stayed on top of is that and that I've noticed a big difference in terms of just not having male clutter yeah around and I will say I don't have the exact link here but if you google it's it's a HuffPost article I'm 99% sure and it's like five ways to help get rid of junk mail. So just Google five ways junk mail HuffPost. And mm -hmm. you're gonna come up with this article and it tells you different steps you can take to remove yourself for, from some master like nationwide lists to get less junk mail and that helps too. Yeah. Family, if you're just joining us, this is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm having a conversation with Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival. Carly and I are actually presenting a class next Sunday, how to create a clutter-free home without giving up all your free time that's happening next Sunday at two o'clock. Um, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break. I have one more thing before we dig into what the class is about. And that is for people. Well, there I have two more things. Taking your child to college, which I have a friend that's taking her daughter, in fact, this very weekend. And I want to ask some things around that. And one more thing. So keep it right here, family. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle. 97.5 and she is back empowering you with knowledge and wisdom this is full circle with miss wanda we're back family thank you so much for staying with the program this is full circle i'm your host miss wanda having a conversation with my guest and partner in a uh, event next Sunday. Uh, Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival, professional organizer extraordinaire. I've just given her that name because I think that she's so amazing and she's great at what she does. If you want more information, I would recommend you visit her website at tidyrevival.com or start following her on Instagram at tidyrevival. So now before we went to the break, I mentioned one of my good friends is taking her daughter to college as we speak. And um, 
you know, I see it. I used to see it in Target all the time around this time of the year. Parents loading their kids up with the microwave and the refrigerator and all the things. And are there any tips you can give for those parents that are preparing to take their kids or even for the young people that are preparing to go to college? Yeah, I love that you brought this up because my latest blog post is all about this. So the timing's perfect. The, uh, it's a post on my blog. So it's tidyrevival.com forward slash blog. And the post is how to prepare your teen for moving to college and I talk about things that you can do to prepare beforehand but even if your 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 kid is going to college right now that's fine because even if you haven't touched base on some of this you can you know it's not like you're not going to talk to them again so you know thinking about things like what's going to happen to their room are they moving out are they not if you can kind of make a plan or set expectations on how long you're willing to store their things, mm. if they are packing up and moving out, um, or you know if they're packing up the room, maybe a sibling's taking over or you're taking over that room. Mm. How you know, just kind of making sure that you're on the same page because I know that from the student side, I've had friends who felt very blindsided about their parents not wanting to store their things or feeling like they had room to do so. Mm-hmm. And so just making sure you touch base on that. The post also goes into life skills that you can um, connect with your student about to make sure that when they go to college, they have some of this under their belt and don't have to learn it all the hard way like so many of us did. Mm -hmm. And those things are really from a poll I took on Instagram. So it's a ton of people saying, I wish I had known this or this was a lot harder Mm -hmm. than I thought it would be um, and really took me by surprise. So I talk about those different life skills. And then freshman dorm essentials. Okay, so I put this in the post, but rather than try and invent the wheel, I found a really awesome downloadable by um, a woman called Organized Life by Abby. She has a college dorm packing list that's really great, and it's on Etsy, and it's 99 cents. So Cool. First, you know, whereas I was just, I would have had to just be trying to create the same thing that she already made, and it's beautiful, and it's ready to be printed. So highly suggest that. And it's just a list of, like, all the essentials from bedding to thinking about appliances to you know that bathroom caddy and the flip-flops and mm-hmm. <laughs> the different mm-hmm. things that you need but um, as someone who lived in the dorms for two years one of those years I was an RA so I had an experience from that end too um, I can say that as long as you're touching base with your the place that you're moving into because every hall is different as far as you know how many people are sharing a bathroom mm-hmm. it can be anywhere from like one other person to 30 so <laughs> it's really going to depend on where where you're living and what that setup is mm-hmm. you know is this a shared apartment or is it a traditional dorm do you have a meal plan do you have a kitchen all these things really taken are, are factors that you need to think about when you're moving your kid in and then if you're able to like say you're going to a dorm traditional dorm with a meal plan you don't have a kitchen uh, connect with that roommate because the last thing you want to do is necessarily buy more appliances than you need to like if you can share one mini fridge and share a microwave fantastic if you want to go in on those things that's great too Mm -hmm. um but if you don't have to bring two microwaves there's no need to it's one room yeah i like that connecting with that person to you know find out you know hey i'm bringing this you know that kind of just to work those logistics out before you get there if you can Mm -hmm. um that would make things a lot more helpful 
Yeah. Would you do a session if someone said, Carly, my kid is has moved into the dorm, but they need some help in terms of getting it together? I would love <laughs> <laughs> to do a session like that. Um, as someone who, again, lived in the dorms for a couple of years, but then I rented rooms for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even when my now husband and I were living together, we, we lived in one-bedroom apartments for, I mean, up until we had our house three years ago. So, And I'm 38. So, <laughs> um, so I have a lot of experience living in small spaces, and I love maximizing you know, every last inch of those spaces to figure out, okay, how can we most effectively use this space in an organized way so you can find what you need when you need it? And also let's talk about um, the things that maybe you have extra of that you don't need so much. Like one of the things in the blog post I talk about is, I know that there's this, um, and in this scenario, I'm just talking about traditional dorms with no kitchen and a meal plan. Even still, I think there's this um, kind of thought by mom and dad, like, I don't want my kid to go hungry. So they're taking them to Costco and getting them (laughs) case after case after case of all these snacks. But when you're living in one room, feasibly, it's often way more than they're going to be able to store without having a cluttered room full of food. And we have to remember that even when things are like, you know how they say like good debt? I feel like people think food is like good clutter, uh-huh. but a lot of times it can, like clutter still stresses you out. Yeah. So to have piles of cases of things all around you instead of put away and having a space where you can think more clearly, it can be more stressful than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And in a space where you're already living in a tight space and that's the space where you really need to think <laughs> like mm-hmm. clearly because you're there to learn, right. um, It's I feel like it's extra important to be able to put things away nicely and so that you can just have a clear space. Um, so something I encourage parents to do is limit the amount of like cases of food that you're getting your kids. Mm-hmm. If you want to get them, say, gift cards to their local grocery store or nice. their local Target, you know, that they can use throughout the year, that's another way that you can help make sure that they got snacks on hand without buying them 18 cases of snacks right. in August. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's just getting them gift cards, letting them use it at their, you know, as they need it versus, like you said, going to Costco and getting the jumbo bag of noodles or whatever it is, or this jumbo box of, you know, 25,000 cases, you know, uh, packages of noodles and things like that. Yeah, yeah and it, and it's not that I'm against Costco. I have yeah, a Costco yeah. membership. Yeah. Um, it's just you know the, there just gets to be Space a point wise. <laughs> to yeah. which it's it's too many cases of right, things right space <laughs> but, wise we you know we want we have to be prudent about the space that you're using yeah. you said something you said you mentioned and it kind of segues into my next question you mentioned about when you move when you and your husband first started living together too nowadays a lot of family members are starting to consolidate households for whatever reason whether it's pandemic and someone's lost their job now they need to move home or you know people may be moving in to take care of their elderly parents or whatever it is combining households what are some things we need to think about when we're combining households great question i would say if i had a client who was asking me that straight away i would say the biggest things are to think about if there is a timeline in mind is this going to be more of a short-term situation or is this kind of an indefinite Mm -hmm. situation if it's indefinite 
then you may want to be more relaxed on like letting some things go that you would really be superfluous for two households the th especially the items that are more utilitarian that you can replace fairly easily and inexpensively you know overall relatively so let's like let's just do kitchen as an example say you have a Vitamix and you love it and the household you're going into doesn't have a Vitamix okay keep the Vitamix if you have your Cuisinart mixer and they also have a Cuisinart mixer do you necessarily need to or if this is an indefinite situation perhaps it's it's time to like sell that first mixer mm -hmm. um and just kind of making sure that you're not necessarily like doubling things up just because you consolidated figure out what you need want use and love and what is what's extra and consider letting those things go if it's going to be more of a temporary situation then look at okay how much storage space do you have do you have like space in the garage where you can store things where you can store like the extra kitchen mm -hmm. stuff and items that you don't need to of for this chapter in your life um is this something where you need a storage unit now storage units i think are really really tricky and i think they're a slippery slope mm -hmm. and they can definitely be a place where your money goes to die <laughs> so <laughs> i would agree <laughs> so i very sparingly suggest storage units um when my husband and i moved to sacramento before we moved here we took some time to travel and we had a storage unit for a few months uh, because we technically didn't have an address so <laughs> we had our stuff packed up in storage but as soon as we moved even though we had this tiny one bedroom apartment we got everything out of that storage unit closed down the account and then figured out what do we need to sell to make this space livable because mm -hmm. our new place was even smaller than our last small place <laughs> so that worked out um but you know it's about making those decisions and really thinking about it um with like a timeline in mind because if it's indefinite don't get a storage unit mm -hmm. please don't just figure out how to make it work but that's going to be you know, again, indefinite, that could be a lot of compromise. That could be having really tough conversations about how much storage space you have, how much room you have to store things like sentimental items. And if you, you know, figure out that you have room for 16 boxes, then that means like each of the households really has room for eight or like, what is that yeah. breakdown? How does it work down? How does it work out for you? And making tough decisions around the space that you're able to use is really important because you can you can create all the organizational systems in the world that you want but there is a point at which you max out of space mm -hmm. and even using every last inch of it like you will max out so if not having the clutter is really like the thing that's going to make you feel more peaceful keep that in mind when you're making those decisions about how much you're able to keep and yeah. I think just having honest communication is going to be the most important thing but it's tough it's tough consolidating households yeah yeah you're absolutely right other uh, you know when you were talking about storage is the kind of the place where your money goes to die I totally uh, agree with that and sometimes I feel like people use storage as a crutch like they'll put stuff in storage and then it, it's just there right and I know one of the things I learned when I was transitioning um, from my 
marital home to my first single home and had the pit stop at, at on my mom's couch for a couple of months. Oh yeah, um, was when I went back to take the stuff out of storage and move into my townhouse. I thought, did I even miss a lot? Like, what was this? I didn't even miss like some of these things. Some of the things I needed, of course, like were you know furniture things like that. But some of these other things, I didn't miss it. Yeah. So I might as well get rid of it because I never felt the need to have it, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it came to like clothes and shoes, mm-hmm. you know, I I was like, I didn't even miss those boots because I have 10 other pairs, you know, at, that I have been utilizing at the house. So yep. why not get rid of that? And so sometimes I think that people, unfortunately, you know, we don't know what to do with stuff. And so we'll just put it in storage mm-hmm. and then it just sits in storage. And, you know, there are people that may have had storage for 10, 15, 20 years. It's yeah. like, OK, at what point do you want to, you know, you have to go and look at this at some point and decide what to do with it, because it's a lot of money that, you know. And I've done the math with clients on that. And we're seeing, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars spent yeah. on storage for items that they don't really access anymore. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. Once you have one storage unit, it's easy to get a second one yes. and a third. And it ends up being just this ever-growing thing that you're just pouring money into. And there's no return on that investment right. at all. Right. So, um, you know, there's a there's there's better uses of your money. And, um, and you're stressed because it ends up being this thing that's kind of in the back of your mind mm-hmm. that you know that you're paying for and you're not doing anything with. And as somebody who, I can tell you, uh, a large chunk of what I do is help work, help people work through spaces that have gotten kind of, they've become the, um, the dumping ground is like the phrasing that most people, mm-hmm. that people use the most. So whether that's a closet, whether that's a spare room, whether that's a room that someone is actually using or they were and then they got kind of like moved out of it because it became the dumping ground. Mm -hmm. Um, These are the spaces that I'm working with people through all the time. So it can become like this block, like this thing that that gets really hard to get started. But once you do get started and you're, you know, you're working through it and then you're creating a space that you want to create, like a fully functional utility closet, Mm -hmm. or you are having guests in this room that you wanted to be a guest room and now it's ready for them, or you're starting your side hustle in this space that's now your office space. Like these are, these are the goals that I'm helping clients reach and it makes it like, it makes my day because it's, (laughs) it's everything to have that versus this a space that people are you know dumping money and mental energy to that isn't giving them anything in return yeah yeah let's talk about your virtual services and then we i swear family we're going to talk about the class but (laughs) i want to i want to make sure that you know uh some of the virtual services that carly provides and any success stories that you can share yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the virtual services are definitely, so when I'm working in home with clients, I usually work in three hour sessions, I'm one-on-one, and the virtual sessions are shorter. So we do generally one hour sessions. So it ends up being kind of more um, coaching, 
more shorter spurts of things. We're touching base on where they're at with their goals. We're working through any spaces that they have gotten stuck on. It definitely ends up being more homework with virtual sessions, but there have also been plenty of sessions where we're just decluttering the whole time. Like maybe we're going through, you know, a closet space and like, okay, let's go through it. What about this? What, you know, like we keep, mm-hmm. donate, keep, donate. Um, and making the actual decluttering decisions. So yeah, again, it's shorter, a little more like quick touch bases and a little more homework, but a lot of goal setting and accountability. There tends to be more texting between sessions, more emailing between sessions and just, you know, when people are like, okay, I completed that little task, you know, I'm like, yes, you got this, you know, and sending them messages that way. Um, I've had quite a few clients, I'm working with one now, that's all about uh, moving prep, like I mentioned before. So getting people prepared to move and making sure that all their ducks are in a row to make that happen. I've done a lot of home office setups from teachers to executives um, because everyone's working from home. Mm -hmm. And then likewise, a lot of kids room, like bringing desks into kids rooms, creating kiddo workspaces, figuring out how going to school from home is gonna work best for that family and creating um, more multi-use spaces. Last year, there was a huge run on desks. Uh, I don't know if anyone listening got caught up in that, but it was hard. And during that time, we we sold a desk at home. Um, we bought like a, a secondhand stand, standing desk and then sold my husband's old desk. I wanna say I sold it in like 20 minutes. Mm, it was, yeah. and I had like three offers. It was insane. Yeah. So yeah, and then um, a lot of decluttering a lot of just coaching people through the decision-making and helping them make the right decisions for them. As you mentioned, a lot of people um, found a lot of solace in online shopping this year. So (laughs) making decisions around that. Um, I had a client recently, we were talking, they have like a sample membership Mm -hmm. um, and they decided to cancel their sample membership after we, you know, went through their sample collection, decided, okay, we have enough right now to like Mm -hmm. work through for a while. But sometimes the packages just keep on coming and we don't even realize what happened until we take stock of it. And you're like, okay, yeah, (laughs) all right. What do we have room for? (laughs) What do we not? And at what point is that category of whatever it is like enough for right now? Yeah, yeah. And that's different for every person. So I do wanna stress that it's not, I'm not going in telling people like, this is what I do, so you have to do it too. It's like, let's figure out what works best for your life, not mine. Yeah, please understand family, it is a very individualized process. And while Carly may have uh, steps to help you do things, again, it's what works best for you um, and for your family and your workspace. I did like how you mentioned, yes, we're all working from home, still working from home. And I, I was just thinking the other day, now that my particular agency has said, now we're not coming back until at, at minimum January. So don't even don't even think about it until January. And I was thinking, man, you know, I need to adjust my workspace again because it's still not quite where I need it to be. And I was kind of muddling along because I was expecting to go back to the office in September. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, now it's not till January. So I need to rethink how I'm doing things and setting up my space. Again, too, you know, we've got some children that are, you know, um, 
distance learning uh, school has started for some distance learning and again how do we now want to get organized and get our families organized when we come back Carly and I are partnering up we are offering a free online class next Sunday how to create a clutter-free home without giving up all of your free time that's happening next Sunday keep it right here we're going to tell you more about it after this short break it's full circle we'll be right back show your support for the show by liking and sharing our Facebook page at full circle 97.5 and she's back empowering women one conversation at a time this is full circle with Miss Wanda we're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I am talking to my guest, Carly Adams, owner of Tidy Revival. She's a professional organizer. Again, if you want more details, visit her website, tidyrevival.com, where you can find that blog about, uh, what was it, taking your child back to college? You said Oh, yes, to, how to prepare yes, your yes. teens Sorry. <laughs> to go to college. I also, I'm like, the title. Yeah. <laughs> also, didn't have it. How to prepare your teen for moving to college. Yes. Or you can go ahead and follow her on uh, Instagram at Tidy Revival. That's at Tidy Revival, T-I-D-Y-R-E-V-I-V-A-L. Okay, the time is here, family. I've been teasing it all morning. We are offering a free class. Carly and I have partnered up. Um, and so we're offering a free online class next Sunday. It's called How to Create a Clutter-Free Home Without Giving Up All of Your Free Time. It's happening next Sunday, August 29th at two o'clock and the Facebook live event will be um lot the Facebook live the Facebook event will be live today so you can go ahead and register you will want to register let's talk about the class and what people can expect when they attend this class next week yeah so first of all I'm really excited to uh, be too. partnering with you on oh. this because I love working you. with you <laughs> Me to you. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about the three big mistakes that I see people make all the time when they're starting to declutter and get organized and what to do instead. That's very important. Um, the, and I'm also walking people through the four-step process that I use with all my clients and all my students to help them get organized and really breaking those down um, and giving examples of each of those steps and just, yeah, really giving you a bunch of takeaways. There's also a workbook that when you register for the class, you get sent this workbook, you can download it. It's like fill in the blank, you can follow along and then refer to these materials anytime. So that's a good benefit too. And then I'm gonna be answering all your questions. So if you have burning questions for me, let me know because I'm going to be here to answer them. And I really want people to make sure that they are, you know, walking away with the information that they came for and making sure that you're all set. I like the fact that the class is aimed around not having to give up all of your free time. Mm -hmm. Because I think when we talk about decluttering and there's this meme, I always I it's me. All they need is a chocolate girl with some pom poms. And that would be me because it's it's a picture of a, a girl. She's got on a mask and she's got on all these things. And it's like when you start to what does it say? Something about like when you start to declutter your house, but then you get distracted. That's so me. And I sometimes I think about decluttering as this all day process. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have tips that will help us to be able to do things maybe incrementally or whatever. But the point is, is that we don't have to spend all day doing this. Yeah. 
Because the thing is that for a lot of people that getting organized project feels so overwhelming because they are thinking about it as a whole project. But my whole thing, because the majority of the people that I work with are busy parents or um, a lot of entrepreneurs. It's really like, those are probably like 80% of who I work with. So in both instances, people don't want to hear this, um, you know, you see plans and stuff and not knocking anybody else's plan because everybody works a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. But I see things on like how to organize your whole house in two weeks um, or one week Mm. or a weekend. That's making me itch just hearing that. That makes me itch (laughs) as somebody who does this with other people. It sounds way too much. And so my, my whole thing is to help people get organized, but using decluttering as the foundation of all of it so that you're able to create systems that are as easy as possible to upkeep and as easy as possible to get your entire household on board with. But also, let's create a plan to make this happen using chunks of time that are manageable for you and don't feel like, the phrasing that I use is like, it doesn't need to feel like your new full-time job mm-hmm. because nobody nobody's interested in that. Trust me, yeah. <laughs> as someone who works with people. Even when I'm working in-home with people um, and clients, I'm generally working with people for you know once a week or once every other week. That's generally the cadence. And once a week can be enough for most people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people choose the once every other week because once a week can be like a little too intense. Yeah, especially when it comes to decluttering and organizing. Again, we, we've alluded to it all day is that there's an, uh, an emotional element to it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not fully ready that once a week or you know if you if there's a lot of emotion tied to some of the things that you're or areas in your house that you're trying to declutter i can imagine that once a week can be pretty taxing yeah you know yeah even on an organizer's end and this isn't just for me i can say this you know in speaking with other organizers all the time there is a limit to how much you can do as an organizer too because even though it's not your stuff, you're helping people through that decision-making process and helping people through those those tough things. And that, you know, there's a limit on that plus like the follow-up that you're doing for all your clients and the research and things. Yeah. Um, there becomes like a, a time limit per week of how much you can do, but also like a bandwidth because it's mm-hmm. physical too. You know, you're moving around, um, and yeah, it just ends up being it ends up being a like a physical job too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of emotion tied to it. Family again, if you want to work with Carly, you know, check her out, check out her website, get the information. It's tidyrevival.com and start following her online at tidy revival on Instagram. Let's talk about what uh, other services that you offer and how people can work with you. Yeah. Um so do you mean like more in home or yeah, online? Yeah. It could be it could be uh, both. Like I work with people like you talked about once a week or whatever. Um I, I would <laughs> I would say that the the main ways that I probably work with people in their homes are either they come to me because they're generally overwhelmed and they need help putting systems in place so that things feel easier. It could be kind of an all over approach. Like some clients were working in um, 
many spaces through their house. And what we need to do is prioritize, figure out our action plan, and then, okay, we're starting in this place, we're working through it, moving on to the next space, and like, boom, 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 boom. Um, for other clients, maybe they come to me, but it's they're like, listen, I feel like I have my house pretty much good to go, but there are these one to four spaces or whatever mm -hmm. that are just, I cannot and I need a second pair of eyes and I need an action plan and I need some systems in place and like I'm just tapped out so maybe I'm working through you know that extra that that home office um, maybe a room has become more of the dumping ground and we need to clear the clutter and then figure out the purpose create systems um, give suggestions for different ways that we can you know rearrange things or do you need new furniture? Like what ideas do you need to make your goal come to life? Working with people with their different price points because budgets and like the brands that people really bring into their homes, that differs for every family. So learning what's gonna be right for that client. Also creating systems that work with their personality. So everybody's, I, I won't get into it because it's kind of a lot right now, yeah, yeah. But, but different people work differently as far as what systems are going to be easier for them to mm -hmm. upkeep so me asking questions like what kind like does this stress you out does this make you happy do you find that this type of thing is easier for you i don't just asking all these different questions yeah. to figure out what sort of systems would be best so that i know when i'm creating um creating the systems i can think about different products that would utilize the way their brain works best to make sure it's as easy as possible for them to upkeep. Yeah. Because that's the goal. Yeah. No job is too small either, family. So say if you want, you know, like Carly mentioned already, maybe there's just one room in your house or maybe your pantry or your garage. Like there's one specific area. Your house may be generally fine, but there's just, I cannot tackle the pantry or I yep. cannot get the, you know, the, the garage, which is the, oh huge thing sometimes i have together. to tell you i love pantries too <laughs> i don't know what it is about them um it's it's easier too because there's not generally a lot of sentimental stuff yeah. so as far as working with clients it's probably the one that i can work the least with a client mm -hmm. so for like busy parents and things that sometimes that's a great place to start um and the end result is just a lot of fun and like you know you make it easier for people and i just love working at pantries mm -hmm. but yeah that garage i have to tell you i i had to i had to get less arachnophobic for this job <laughs> because sacramento imagine. sacramento garages are not a joke <laughs> and um yeah i've heard other stories like one of my colleagues once went to grab something it was like a in like a golf ball a golf bag in a it was a different part of the country but she went and reached her hand and, and there was a tarantula oh. in there a dead one but like oh that's my god not when <laughs> it's not what she was expected and i remember hearing that story early in my in my career and i was like work gloves work gloves work gloves right. got it. But that, that's almost in line with the storage shed, right? It's like sometimes our garages are just where we throw things to die, right? We don't know what to do with, oh, throw it in the garage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to give a couple of, this wasn't planned, but talking about garages, I'm just going to give a shout out to a couple of different resources for people to like let things go out of your garages. Um, one, e-recycling and like, um, what am I... I'm gonna mess up the the exact phrasing, but 
items that you can't dump down the drain. Oh, like um, the oils and paints and things like that. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, there are different resources. If you go to, you know, here in Sacramento, just go to the Sacramento website and you can figure out where you can dispose of those. Um, I'm out in like the College Greens area and there's a, a donation center near there. And it's it's kind of a two-stop shop. One half takes all of the um, hazardous waste materials. Yeah. There we go. The paints, your cleaning supplies, that old bleach that you know is just like corroded. They'll take all of that and it's easy. You pop your trunk, you wear a mask, they're wearing a mask. You show your ID and then they grab it out of your trunk and then you're done. And then anything that has like a cord. So anything from like electronic toothbrushes to an old lamp to an old microwave that doesn't work, your laptop, that's all e-waste. It's right around the corner from there. Again, most of it is free for residents. So it's just a easy way to do one stop and it's just two little stops right around the corner from each other. Get all of that out of your space because it really adds up. Um, they'll also take things like batteries, old light bulbs, just all those little hazardous things that add up. So that's one easy way to like let that go mm -hmm. and get it out of your house. And then if you have a bunch of, um, if you have materials like building materials, maybe old pavers, extra tiles, things of that nature, um, Restore here in Sacramento, mm -hmm. they benefit you know, Habitat for Humanity. They're an amazing yeah. organization and you schedule a donation with them. You can take them your materials and they put those either to creating new houses for people or it goes to sale uh, for sale in their retail store, which is also amazing. I love the ReStore. <laughs> so many good finds. Yes. Yes. If yeah. you are a new homeowner, you're looking to refurbish your house or do some project, hit up the ReStore because they have amazing yeah. deals. Mm -hmm. And it all goes to a fantastic cause. Like what's a better cause in Sacramento right now than affordable housing? Right, right. Yeah, 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 that's a total good thing. Um, so family, those are some tips that you can use. Oh, also, too, if you're looking, I, I don't know, because I haven't done anything in the city of Sacramento since I've been back in Sacramento proper. But I know when I used to live in Elk Grove, they also would take uh, old prescriptions. People... <sighs> make a mistake and just think that they can flush their old prescriptions down the toilet. Don't and do that it. is not the case. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of Kaiser locations take oh. those too. Okay. Um, I had gone on a real goose chase when I first moved to SAC. <laughs> I was like <laughs> figuring out where to take it. And I called, you know, one pharmacy who sent, oh, not us, but call this other pharmacy. Let's just say that continued for quite some phone calls. So <laughs> finally, I found out Kaiser takes it. And the one closest to my house, which is like my pharmacy, um, they have a large receptacle and you just dump it in. So every so I, you know, I collect them. If if my clients are like, oh, what do I do with these? Then I just take them um, when my bin is full. Next time I go to Kaiser, I take them and I do get some looks because I come in with like a big <laughs> bag filled with old medication and I'm just dumping it into this container it's very loud <laughs> but but it's worth it and then i'm just kind of looking around like this isn't just me i swear to god <laughs> like hey what do you what kind of business do you have going on over like, there? do we need to talk pills <laughs> So that's another thing, family, too, is that if you've got old prescriptions, things like that, find where you can get rid of those things. Because I know a lot of people may have prescriptions. I know I have, like, I 
you know, because I'm a thyroid cancer survivor, I'm always going to take thyroid hormone. But for a while there, my medication was being adjusted to be the right one. So yeah. I might have this bottle of half full medication because it's changed to this. And so now I've got like six bottles of medication mm-hmm. that are just sitting there when now I want to declutter. Yeah. Um, that's something to think about as well. Um, and then, too, I think we did this. I don't remember. So quote, uh, correct me if I'm incorrect. But I know when we redid when we decluttered my bathroom I tend to have a lot of shampoos and things like that that maybe I've used once or twice and didn't like it dried my hair out whatever it was we had a lot of uh, I had a lot of shampoo bottles conditioners um, and even liquid soaps and things like that that weren't half I mean they were more than half full and I think we donated those if I can remember is that something that we might have done or am I thinking of something else if they're um unopened you can donate them if they're open we probably toss them them. yeah all right um especially now with COVID they're just like really tightening up on stuff like that too um but that's generally the rule if it's unopened um I will say places like Loaves and Fishes, or I would check with, I know the Sacramento Food Bank isn't accepting donations right now, but the River City Food Bank is. Okay. Um, they would probably, I would assume that they would also want things like toiletries. Um, if not, Loaves and Fishes would be a great place. Um, I also touched base with Women's Empowerment this week because I had some um, makeup samples okay. uh, from one of my clients with and. They were, you know, all unopened mm-hmm. and women's empowerment said, yes, that would be a great addition to our workwear closet um, that their graduates get to choose from, too. So, um, yeah, so makeup samples can go to women's empowerment, as can your workwear. That is a really great place to donate women's workwear because all of their program graduates get to select um, a work wardrobe mm-hmm. um, upon graduating their program. I love women's empowerment, so I'm always going to plug them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and after people start, if they, if we ever do get back into work clothes, I had to go to an event yesterday and put on a pair of heels. And for a minute there, I was like, I don't even know if I could walk in these things anymore. <laughs> So if we ever do get in our work clothes or or head back to work and you find things are fitting a little more snugly, Women's Empowerment or some Mm -hmm. other organization where you can donate some of those things. So let's talk about the class again, and then we are going to get out of here. Don't forget that the How to Create a Clutter-Free Home Without Giving Up All of Your Free Time. It is a free online class that we are offering next Sunday, August 29th at 2 p.m. The Facebook event is going to go live today so make sure you're following the full circle page um, pages so you can get the link to sign up for the class and in this class remember we are going to talk about avoiding the three big mistakes that are keeping you frustrated with too much stuff we're also going to help you or Carly's going to help you I'm just going to sit in the back and look pretty now (laughs) (laughs) regaining your time so you don't feel like you're getting um, organized that excuse me regain your time so you don't feel like getting organized is a never-ending project and you're going to learn the four-step process carly uses with every client so that you can take action like a pro organizer would this class comes with a free workbook that once you register for the class you will get access to the workbook so that you can follow along during the class and also use it as a resource for later and if you stay to the end there will be a special offer only for attendees of 
this free class. It's happening again next Sunday, August 29th at 2 o'clock p.m. family. And it doesn't matter if you're here in Sacramento, if you have friends in the Bay, in, in other parts of the country or whatever, anyone can join this class. It's absolutely free. Just make sure they know it's 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but they can sign up. They can join uh, the class as well because these tips are for everyone. Oh, like, yeah. These tips are for anyone can use these tips. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you live. It's going to be for everyone. And again, I'm going to be answering all your questions. So I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. I think so. And um, yeah, we end up get, having a lot of like fun banter in the chat too. So mm -hmm. it's a good time. It's going to be a party. Yeah, and I like I mentioned off air, I have so many friends that have been talking about, you know, they've asked me like, oh, who was that person that helped you get organized? I want to call her. And I've been staving people off like, wait, we're going to have a class. Just wait, just wait. <laughs> so now the time is here to please join in the class, get some of these tips and be able to, you know, get started on your way and, you know, find out how you can work with Carly in the future as well. Carly, it's always a pleasure having you, talking to you. You are such a, a delight to talk to, and just the passion that you have for this work really shines through. Thank you so much for having me. You know I, I love working with you, being around you, hanging out with you. You're awesome. So thank you again oh, for having me. Thank you so much, family. It's Tidy Revival. Carly Adams is the owner. Again, make sure you follow them at Tidy Revival on Instagram or visit the website where you can read the blog, tidyrevival.com. And you can also get information on how you can work with Carly one-on-one. -on -one. And also make sure you look at that blog about preparing your child to go off to college and get them organized. And, you know, if, if you can help it, don't bombard them with stuff. Let them get settled and then let them figure out what they need and then go from there and don't send them with 20,000 bags of chips and ramen noodles and all that when they may not have space for it. That's the only thing I'm saying is they yeah. may not have the space for it. Target gift cards go a long way. Yeah. Even if they don't have a car at their college, someone else does and they're always willing to go on a Target run. And you know, Target's <laughs> usually pretty close to college campuses too. Yeah, they really have that online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing at absolutely, Target. Absolutely, absolutely. Family, this has been Full Circle. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the program today. Make sure you're following the show on social media at FullCircle975 on Instagram and Facebook where you can get all of the information I'm going to post. Again, the link to the class for next week plus the uh, link to the article, the blog article and the link to the Tidy Revival website. Also be looking out this week for links to the class. Like The, the class is going to be uh, the Facebook event is going to be live today but uh, you'll have that link and if there's anyone that's not on Facebook I can provide the link to you as well so that you can send this to friends and family. Again, doesn't matter. You don't have to be in Sacramento to join the class. Um, but I think that this is something that everyone will want, especially, again, if you're a busy mom, if you're busy parents, if you've got little ones at home now, it's time for you to go back for them to start school again. They may be going off to class or they may be doing distance learning and or you may be, you know, working from home or continuing to work from them from home and maybe you've been working from home for the last year like me but now you want to refresh your home office workspace so lots of good tips make sure you're joining us next Saturday next Sunday excuse me at 2 o'clock p.m. that's Sunday August 29th 2 o'clock p.m. it is the how to create a clutter-free home without giving up all your free time it is a free 
class next Sunday, 2 p.m. When you register, you will get access to the workbook. And we're just going to have a great time. You know how you hear our banter now. We are so much fun together. So you know the class is going to be a hit. So thank you again for listening. Again, show love to everyone you meet. Make sure you are tuning into the show every week. And don't forget that this episode will drop on Tuesday at noon, as every episode does. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio. And if you have a show idea or if you'd like to sponsor the show, make sure you email me at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. That's how we're doing it, family, this week. Stay safe out there. It's still The air is still a little smoky, still a little toxic, you know, in terms of just all of the things that are in the air. So may, wear your mask. Be careful. Be safe. Wash your hands. Use your sanitizer. Social distance. And get vaccinated if that's something that you are, um, you know, interested in or if that's something that you support. And don't forget to vote. My ballot came in the mail today, so make sure you vote uh, for the special election that's happening in September. That's how we're doing it, family. Show love to everyone you meet, and I will see you next week. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.